Allen's a superstar. Stop being a hater, everybody. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us on another edition of the Windshield Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Justice General. And today I have a very, 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 very special guest, the newest family member to the Built in Buffalo uh, community. She's going to be a content, just or as, uh, actually, she's going to also be a writer for our um our webpage, you know, when that gets launched uh, very soon. So I do want to welcome to the team Ms. Daniel Pete. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining me. Um, so how long have you been a Bills fan? Um, my whole life. But I think it really started for me watching Doug Flutie. He, him and Eric Moulds, they started it for me, those two. Absolutely. That was... uh. Very, very good tandem to watch and to grow up on, especially what followed after them wasn't super uh, memorable, but uh, they were definitely memorable. (laughs) Do you uh, do you remember like the moment you became a Bills fan or a a particular game where like you just remember, you know, falling in love with the Bills? It was actually going to training camp out here at St. John Fisher watching Doug Flutie and Eric Moulds. That was what did it for me. Oh wow! So you're an OG fan, like you've been supporting them. Oh yeah, like going to the the games. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. So, what do you think about the team as presently constructed? Um, I love it. I think we assessed our weaknesses in the off season. I think, I think we got a real, real good chance of going all the way this season, a hundred percent. Okay. Uh, definitely. Uh, what are some of the weaknesses that you think they assessed that uh, they fixed? And uh, what are you expecting from those you know, fixtures? Well, in my opinion, our biggest issue was the defensive line. Um, mm-hmm. So the pick pieces we picked up in a draft, um, a guy or two in free agency, I believe that from what we've seen in preseason and training camp, it looks to be promising. And yeah, so I have high hopes for that so our defense can get back to that form we were a couple years back. Absolutely. And um, so if you said we're going all the way this year, what's your confidence level in the Bills going all the way? Is it like, uh, I hope so, or is it like I, I see it happening, like it's already basically a foregone conclusion in, in your mind? I see it happening. I believe we fell short last season because of – one of our biggest weaknesses. We assess that. So I really don't see anything holding us back. Absolutely. I actually very much agree with you. Um, I think the addition of uh, Greg Rousseau, especially considering what he's, we've seen him do in the preseason uh, is very encouraging. AJ Epinesa looks, looks pretty good. Looks really good. Actually. Um, I, I gotta admit, I was down on both of the picks. Well, I wasn't really down on AJ Epinesa, the pick, but when we drafted Gregory Rousseau, I was down on that pick because I was down on AJ Epinesa and I didn't feel like 
Gregory Russo was going to come in and be dominant and you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I didn't was, think he was going to be like NFL ready per se. Right. Okay. So uh, out of the two Boogie Basham and Gregory Russo, who do you think is going to be basically like the bigger contribution to the team? Well, originally I thought it was going to be Boogie, but after watching preseason and hearing about training camp, I'm thinking Gregory Russo now. I that's what I'm leaning towards. Yeah, he looks yeah. pretty promising. Absolutely, I I agree with you 100 as well. Um, everything we heard out of college and everything was that Boogie Basham was pro ready. He's the guy, etc. And he didn't he didn't do bad this preseason. He was pretty good. It's just that Gregory Russo definitely looked like he was just you know, a class above the rest of the guys, um, except maybe AJ Epinesa. They look like they were pretty much on the same tier, but uh, they were getting after the ball pretty well. And then um, obviously the signing of F.A. Obata, that's going to be huge for the defensive line. Um, have you uh, heard much about, uh, I'm sorry, F.A. Obata? What are, what are you expecting from him this season? Um, I haven't heard too much. I know that he did come from the Panthers and – um, for, so far, looking at preseason and training camp, looked pretty decent. I'm not too terribly sure what to expect going forward for the regular season, but I do think that this whole line is going to mesh well, and I think that in a way they will feed off one another and make each other better. So I do have high hopes for him. The, the line as a whole, really. I really do have high hopes there. Very well said. Um, I agree with you 100%. Um, but we're going to switch gears and kind of go to the other side of the ball. Now, Miss Daniel, are are you, I can I can assume, but are you a Josh Allen fan? Absolutely. Okay, good. I think that's a pretty safe bet for most Bills fans. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> what do you, what do you think the moment, like, do you have like a, you remember at the time where you were like, oh my God, like, this is the guy, like he's, he's our quarterback. Thanksgiving that yes. he fumbled a snap and he just powered through to get that first down. And that was the moment where I was like, Buffalo's got their guy. That was yes. it for me. Absolutely. That was a, a beautiful moment to, to be a part of the Bills it really community. Was. Yeah. I, I just, I remember cause I had worked out like the day before and like my arms were super sore. Like I, it could barely move like my upper body and uh, I, I couldn't eat like anything, but I made sure to turn on the game and I couldn't even help myself. Like when uh, certain things happen, like he made certain throws or that particular play happened as well. Uh, man, I was like jumping up and down, swinging my arms and so much pain, but I couldn't <laughs> help it. I couldn't help it. I was, I was just so happy. Yeah, that game as a whole, honestly, I think up until that point, that was his best game as a professional, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah that definitely. whole that game as a whole really was what sold me on him. It was definitely his most impressive game. Um, statistically, I'm not sure if it was his best game, but I feel like the the throws he made, the poise he had, some of the plays right. he facilitated was uh, was exactly what you want to see from, you know, your second year guy at the time. Um, so when did you feel like he was a superstar? Like, was that this year? Did you believe in him last year? Or, you know, where would you think about that? Um, 
I believe that I really saw him as a superstar, like our franchise guy, more so this past season. Um, I'm trying to think what game. Honestly, the San Francisco game. That one, I just feel like he was virtually flawless, honestly. That was really the one where I was like, yeah, like (laughs) we got our man, MVP style. No, that's a really good answer. <laughs> like I, I, I agree because he, yeah, like you said, he was flawless. Um, I don't remember what his stats were, but I think he had close to a perfect quarterback rating. Um, I same here, man. I was, I, I kind of believed in him earlier in the year, but like I was kind of worried for the 49ers game because it was like, okay, they have such a great defense. They got Bosa right. and, and all this other stuff. And so I was like, Ugh. like I didn't really believe in San Francisco's offense, especially because they didn't have a quarterback. Um, so yeah. I, I thought we would win the game, but I didn't really know what to expect to see how Josh looked. And man, Josh looked unbelievable. Like I, he always I, and, shines in primetime games. Always that is that is his moment. <laughs> absolutely, that's what I was just about to say like that for that to be a primetime game for the world to be watching and for him to put on a show like that, I think was probably the biggest moment for his season, particularly um, overall, because you, you, I mean, versus even in the playoff games, I I guess you could say versus the Colts, he, he really put on a show. Um, But, you know, people were kind of excited for like other games throughout the day. Like, you know, so I wouldn't say that was really prime time and it was a 1 PM game. So, um, but the Ravens game, the offense didn't do particularly well. That was more of a game that our defense put on the show. Um, So so the whole season, I, I definitely agree with you. I feel like that 49ers game was the prime example for you to see Josh Allen in all of his glory and go, wow, like, okay, he's arrived now. Yes, absolutely. Coming to full force. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I have to ask, I have to ask anybody who comes on the show, right? Um, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, who, who, which team are you on? I'm going to have to go with Devin Singletary. I Okay. That's not to say that I don't have a lot of faith in Zach Moss. I believe Mm -hmm. those two will be a great tandem together. But I do see a slight concern in a pattern of injury with Zach Moss. That would really be my big concern. But from the showing we got from Devin Singletary in preseason, he looks pretty good. So as of right now, I'm riding the Devin Singletary train. You know what? And you're going to fit in with the Built in Buffalo family very, very well, because I think <laughs> most of us, like the majority of us, are Team Singletary. Right. Um, so like just his shiftiness, his quickness, everything he does, I think literally, he literally has one weakness and, and that's like breakaway speed. But, you know, even that, like we don't see a ton of people just breaking away from defenses. I would much rather have that production for him to be able to give me eight you know, 12 yards on any given run rather than him give me two yards and then maybe break away like a, a 40 yard or every once in a while. Right. Um, so I, I think that there's a lot of value in that. Um, so do you have a running back depth chart as of right now? Like, who do you think is like from 
Devin Singletary to Taiwan Jones with uh, Zach Moss and, and, and Matt Breida in the mix, do you have like a one through four who would be ideally your, uh, who you would like to see on the field? Well, for me, I would have Singletary first, probably Zach Moss second. We'd go Matt Breida third, which I think he brings a value that a lot of people may overlook with the speed. That's something that's a little different. And then I would go fourth Taiwan Jones. Absolutely. Um, I think that was a great point you made about him bringing just that that added uh, attribute that nobody else um, in the running back room really could give, which is that like ridiculous speed. Um, right. I, I do. I don't really know how I feel about having Matt Breida like have the ball in the backfield and, and run with the ball. You know what I mean? Like I would much rather see Matt Breida in like the screen game, because if I can get him into open space with blockers out in front of him with that type of speed. Yeah. Forget uh, about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I would definitely like to see that. I was a really, really big Antonio Williams guy. Like I wanted, I thought he might. End I up did. Being... I felt the same way. I really, really? I was. Okay. So, him. So what what was it about Antonio Williams for you that that really like made you you know like him and what he had to offer? I mean, he just showed up when he was needed. That's really what it was for me. You know, he was given opportunities and he really took advantage of them. He, I just felt he really made his presence known when he needed to, when it was when he was needed. That's what it was for me. Absolutely, I totally agree. Um, anytime he came on a field, he he popped right he was like one of those yep. guys where you were like oh my god who was that like he just run so hard he was you know very fast he you know didn't really hesitate very much he was just running right to the hole and getting through it yeah um anytime i saw him on the field i was just like oh, okay i know who's on the field right now uh even through practice and training camp i, I honestly have a feeling that the reason we didn't see very much of him in uh, preseason weeks two and three was because the Bills kind of wanted to hide him, right? They wanted to be like, oh, no, don't worry about this guy. He's not any good, right? <laughs> like, like, we're not even going to play him. We're right. going to cut him and be done with it. I, I think they wanted him to be on a practice squad because they think he can be a very valuable piece of, you know, the offense going forward. And, and I agree. How do you feel about him and his future with Buffalo? Um. I think that'll honestly depend on what we get out of Devin Singletary this year too. I mean, mm -hmm. I think a lot of it really, if we get what we drafted Devin Singletary for, then I'm not so sure about Antonio Williams future here, but I do think that again, he made his presence felt when he was out there. I don't know. I think he definitely could potentially have a future here in Buffalo, but I guess that depends on how the performance of our other running backs, injuries, things like that. Absolutely. Uh, very, I, I like that analysis. I think that's, that's really fair. Uh, it's hard to say right now, especially considering the guys in front of them are kind of solidified in their roles. Uh, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, it's kind of, they're like, RB1 and RB1B, right? Like right. It, it, yeah. it's, it's not even really uh, someone is over the other. Um, but there are people who are saying that since 
Singletary is, you know, one year further along under his rookie contract that we should trade him and just have Zach Moss be the, our running back uh, for our team as of right now. What do you think about that? Like, would you be comfortable with having Zach Moss be the guy and having uh, Singletary traded away? Um, I don't know that I would be comfortable with that. I think we need to at least give Singletary another season here. And I, yeah, I don't know that I like the idea of that at all, but I guess it could work out. But I just think there's more value to having Devin Singletary here than trading him and getting that pick back. I don't know. I think that we should definitely keep him here as running back 1A, and then we have, you know, 1B. So I like right. that idea. I, I'm right there with you. Like, we're we're definitely agreeing about most of everything so far today. So I, I like that. Um, I, <laughs> I definitely agree. Um, that wouldn't make me comfortable at all. Um, I would rather see them trade Zach Moss and have, you know, Singletary. I agree. I agree. Take a lot of the snaps. Yeah. So that's kind of where I am. I, I like Zach Moss and I don't hate it when he's on the field. I just would prefer to see Singletary on the field. I feel like he can make more plays. He makes more people miss. Um, and I feel like he he can you just I don't know if his like field awareness is better. I think it is. If I had to, if I had to give like my opinion on it, I would say that his vision, uh, you know, seeing the hole and seeing where he can find an opening is a little bit better. He's a little bit more patient. Uh, so that's why I'm a big uh, Devin Singletary fan. Um, moving on to tight ends. What is your opinion of Dawson Knox? I like Dawson Knox, but I just. I don't know how confident I am. The thing that I always see that really gets me is the easy catches. They don't happen, but the ones that blow your mind, he makes those every time. Absolutely. So I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence with him. That's absolutely my, my exact uh, critique of Dawson Knox is kind of like, well, I don't really know what to get from you, what I'm going to get from you. Like one right. play, you could make me the happiest Bills fan in the world by making a ridiculous catch at a ridiculous time when we really need it. But at, on another play, you could be wide open and, you know, you could drop the easiest pass in the world, you know, that every other tight end will catch. Even the ones who don't have like special abilities that Dawson Knox has, they're going to catch the balls that he drops. Um, right. And it, it's a little scary, honestly. <laughs> so I, I really just wish we could have that consistency from him. And that's and, exactly uh, what I was saying. The consistency with him isn't there. You just don't know what Dawson Knox you're going to get in that moment. Agree. Yeah. So how did you feel about the cutting of, of Jacob Hollister? I was very surprised about that. I thought he was at least going to be signed back. Um, but I guess they saw something that they really believe in with Sweeney and Dawson Knox keeping them those two. But I was very, very surprised to see Hollister cut. Yeah, I think that shocked pretty much all of the Bills community. Um, especially to keep them over Tommy Sweeney. I like Tommy Sweeney, but I think Tommy Sweeney could have been snuck onto the practice squad. I agree with that a hundred percent. That's exactly how I saw it too. Yeah. I, I just, and I feel like Jason, Jacob Hollister would have been a valuable piece to our roster. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, not really sure um, why that happened, but um, 
So what is your opinion on the wide receiver room then? Uh, do you think that we have enough firepower to go ahead and, you know, do whatever Josh needs to be done uh, to make it happen this year? Oh, absolutely. I believe that we honestly probably have one of the best depths of wide receivers in the league. Um, I got to say, they've built around Josh perfectly. They have given him pretty much everything you could ask for to be successful. So, yeah, I definitely think wide receiver rise, we have what we need to make it happen 100%. And so specifically, um, Diggs, what what is your thoughts on Stefan Diggs? Like, do you think that he could be one of the best receivers in the league or do you think it was just like a fluke where nobody knew what to expect and, you know, that'll kind of take a steep uh, decline? Oh, no. I think those two are actually just getting started, you know. You got it. I thought about it like they didn't have a preseason together last year. They didn't have camp together. So I wasn't really sure how those two were going to mesh right away. But I think, if anything, they're only going to build off of last season. They've got that chemistry now. They, I really believe that it's only up from here. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So I'm going to ask you a little bit about the bottom of the roster. We know that Marquez Stevenson did end up making a 53-man roster. He is on IR, though, but a short-term IR since he made the roster. Um, Kumaro made the roster, and McKenzie also made the roster. Isaiah Hodgins didn't make it. Um, That was someone that a lot of people liked. What are your And we did keep seven, which people weren't sure if we were going to do. Um, so, well, I guess you could say technically we kept six when we, you know, put, um, Stevenson on IR to get Reed Ferguson back, but, um, officially we kept seven. So what, what are your thoughts on like the McKenzie, Stevenson, Hodgins, uh, Kumaro, like who, who are your favorites out of those? Who do you see the most potential in? I believe, Isaiah McKenzie, the speed, again, that's something that sets him apart, I believe, from the other receivers we have. And I also really like what I saw in Stevenson in preseason. I mean, he definitely looks promising. But it's just so hard to say because, you know, Jake Kumaro, I don't know. It's just hard. I think the only thing that really made it difficult for Isaiah Hodgins was the – lack of staying healthy. I think that was the only thing that took away his shot really, because I think he has a great upside too. But again, the ability to stay healthy or lack thereof, I believe was the reason he didn't make it. (laughs) Again, I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, I think Hodgins is probably going to be a big piece of this team going forward. Yes. But again, that, uh, that whole thing about just staying healthy and being able to be available because the best ability is availability. And, um, but I I think that, you know, keeping them on the practice squad, obviously nobody gets to, you know, steal them away from you um, unless somebody comes and sees, you know, how great he is, which is, which is rare on the practice squad, but I don't think anybody, he's really on anybody's radar, but um, well, I guess we'll see. (laughs) So, um, Finally, I did want to get your opinion just on – well, actually, before I get your opinion on on the defense as a whole, Gabe Davis 
is some you're gonna realize you're gonna realize that uh Charlie Gross is someone a part of the the Bills the um Bills and Buffalo you know family who has a lot of strong opinions, right? Uh, right. Charlie says that Gabe Davis will never in his career be a number two receiver. Oof, I don't know. I think he's got a lot of upside. I mean, looking at his rookie season alone, I was very impressed with the rookie season that he had. So I don't know. I don't know about that. I definitely could see him being a number two down the line for Buffalo. 100%. But, so with, okay, go ahead. But I believe we'll get a better feel for that with this season. Mm-hmm. So with Emmanuel Sanders, probably a, a one-year rental. And Cole Beasley, probably, you know, isn't going to be around like, a, a whole lot longer, you know, just because he's up there in age. Right. Um, and, and also Cole Beasley plays a lot of slot. So typically you're probably going to want him to be in the slot. And if Emmanuel Sanders isn't here, that means that Gabe Davis would probably be playing outside the numbers as the number two receiver um, on paper. If that was the case, would you be comfortable with this offense? Yes, I definitely would be. I have a lot of faith in Gabe Davis. I believe that he definitely has what it takes to be number two. I would be comfortable with that if it came to that, yes, when it comes to that. When it comes to that. All right, I like that. All right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right, perfect. Okay, so finally, I do want to get your opinion on the defense as a whole. Now, in our days of... You know, the drought years where it was hard to be a Bills fan. Obviously, our defense was always pretty good, if not great. Um, And even the year we made the playoffs in McDermott's uh, first season, defense was great. Uh, And they led us to the playoffs. Josh's year, defense was pretty good. Uh, Josh's sophomore year, defense was great. And now all of a sudden in Josh's third year, when Josh is finally good and we finally have a franchise quarterback and we finally have a great offense, the defense doesn't do so hot. Right. Right. Do you think that, you know, we're just can't have one, you know, with, with, with the other, we can't have them together. Or do you think that the defense is going to be able to uh, pull it all together and they can be a top three to five, top five defense along with the high powered offense that we currently possess. See, that's what I was originally thinking too, is, you know, now that we finally got the offense together, the defense falls off a little bit, but I kind of feel that the defense was a little off because I mean, I think people underestimate how much star brings to this defense as, Mm -hmm. and then again, you know, we had lost, I believe Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson, which I believe brought more valuable than we value than we realized also. But Mm -hmm. I think now that we have assessed the line and got some new faces in here, I do believe that we can get back to that top three, top five form. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I was just watching film earlier today, really. Um, 
Shaq Lawson and, and Jordan Phillips really did bring a lot more pressure than I earlier anticipated. Uh, I, I thought that they, I mean, they weren't necessarily dominant to the point where like they were the sole reason your quarterback was under pressure. But at the same time, because our secondary was so good, uh, they were able to get very effective coverage sacks. And I did appreciate them for that because it didn't really seem like we could get that too much last year, uh, you know, with Trent Murphy and Mario Addison, uh, et cetera. So I very much agree. I think with Starr coming back, with Ed Oliver, you know, so hopefully coming into his own, we've got pressure on the outsides with uh, Rousseau, Epinesa, obviously Jerry Hughes should be good again. Uh, We got depth with uh, Basham and, you know, um, Harrison Phillips. I I think I I totally agree with you, Daniel. I I think this is the year. I do think this is the year. And um, I think they're going to pull it, pull it together and go come back to, you know, being a top five, top three defense. Absolutely. I think they're going, it's all going to just come together this year. That's what I believe. Yeah, I I totally agree. Uh, Real quick, before we go, can I just get your thoughts on McBean as a whole? And like, what do you think they mean to the city of Buffalo? I mean, what more could we ask for, right? I mean, those two have come and changed a narrative here in Buffalo. You know, I mean, honestly, we know things haven't been going so well here for two decades. They come, they rebuild this roster, and it's just, I don't know, competence. Like, they just, they've really gotten it together here, and I think those two mean a lot to the city, this franchise, everything. Those two are really everything that we have been hoping for for a long time for a GM coach duo in Buffalo. Absolutely. Very well said. I, I couldn't agree more, Ms. Danielle, but um, I really appreciate you for joining us today. Uh, this was an honor. Like it, 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 it's a pleasure, my pleasure, uh, definitely to, to have you on today. Um, I do want to give you a shout out because you are going to be one of the writers on the new uh, web page. So uh, shout out to you. And uh, we really appreciate you for joining us here at Built in Buffalo. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, I do want to thank every single one of you guys for listening as well. This is the Windshield Factor podcast every single Tuesday on the Built in Buffalo podcast network. I am your host, Justice General. Uh, big shout out, big thank you to Miss Danielle Peets. And we are out. Thank you for listening to the Wind Chill Factor with your host, Justice General. Be sure to catch Justice every Tuesday only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. <laughs>